Talo for everyone and welcome to the Samoan Scientist Podcast. It has been a minute, like it's been a moment since I've posted anything on um, the podcast and there's been a lot of uncertainty career-wise in my life and so that gets really draining and gets me down and I've been feeling unmotivated, a little bit lazy, um, but that's okay. Um, and then, you know, COVID came along and the death of George Floyd. And, you know, that brings up a lot of intense and heavy emotions. And so I didn't feel that I was in the right frame of mind or headspace to produce something that I could put my everything into. I mean, I still harbor those emotions right now, but I feel like this, uh, this podcast, this episode is for you. So this is a bit of escapism, maybe a bit of escapism for you, just a breather from the outside world and what a better way to start off the new episodes with Tulele Masoi, who's an engineer. This was a really cool podcast to listen back to, a lot of laughs, a lot of stories, a lot of shout outs about his journey and um, vulnerability, honesty, like relatableness it's got all the things and i hope that it gives you some inspiration a bit of a breather and enjoy but thank you so much for coming to chat with us today um do you want to just give you uh introduce yourself to everyone yeah my name is chulele masue uh samon samon um, parents, Sina, Tala, and Sonia Masui. Siblings, uh, yeah, everyone knows siblings. Oh, yeah, but your sister. Yeah, my <laughs> sisters and my brothers, everyone, yeah, everyone knows them. Um, probably the least popular one, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you go, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Samoa mm-hmm. from since it was, oh, I can't believe I've officially said this on anything. Um, probably people didn't really know this about mm. me. I uh, went to St. Teresa Primary School, Catholic school in Lepea, mm. from year one to year four, so shout out to any St. Yeah. Teresa's out there. I, I love I love that community, help me heaps. And I went to Marist Mulevai from year five to year eight, St. Joseph's from year nine to year 10. Mm. Then I got a scholarship to a bit. Nah, jokes. I didn't get a scholarship. It's the longest standing joke. In yeah, I didn't get a scholarship to a bit. That's official now on the record. Okay. And then I, yeah, I kind of begged my mum to take me to a bit loose. Because everyone was going there and lots of half caste girls were going there. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> and then I went year 12, year 13, Robert Lewis. Mm-hmm. And then, where did I go? Sacred Heart. Here in New Zealand? Yes, Sacred Heart College in GI. Probably one of the, St. Teresa, Marist and Sacred Heart. Probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, especially Sacred Heart. Mm. Yeah, Sacred Heart College for two years, 04 and 05. So shout out to the Sacred Heart family Mm. out there. Cause just the people there that, kind of shaped and moved me and who I am now, to be honest. Um, I didn't want to say this, Mr. Malloy, uh, Mr. 
uh, Hewitt, every brother John, Jared, a lot of people, awesome mm. people. Uh, Money, Principal Money at the time, he was awesome. Uh, they just mold us. Wow. I came in gangster ass. <laughs> from Samoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially I came from the loose for a bit of work, not much like structure in a sense at school too okay. like never missing a beat at Sacred Heart mm. or skipping classes or shit out or unironed shit mm. so oh, yeah. it, it was pretty awesome to be honest I didn't understand uh, not until like my 6th, year of Sacred Heart that I understood the values mm. so how was that transition going from school in Samoa <laughs> to school in New Zealand <laughs> Ah, oh shucks! I for for people that knows me, I think my English is not of my strongest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so I I can I can have an excuse here. Like I was not patriotic in a sense, but also lazy. I, I never read anything. Mm-hmm. Oh shucks! That's another honest truth as well. Yeah, I've never finished a book. Mm. Never read a book. Well, I've read books. Yeah. The most I've read was 27 pages of Twilight, all because I wanted, <laughs> I wanted a cool story to talk with people, and then I was like, oh, stuff this. Yeah. Um. Yes, and 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 even though I went to Wapilus, I, grammar structure-wise and speaking and pronunciation was non-existent of the better word, I guess. So did they teach in Samoan or English in English. English. Even even everywhere, like even even at St. Teresa, mm-hmm. my old school at St. Teresa, I love probably people out there that, that knows that sister, I forgot her name, she's Fijian or Ottoman. Sister Denise or someone? Mm. Oh my gosh, she was so awesome in year three. And she used to smack me all the time because of the grammar structure and everything. Right. I, I never got it then. I think it's because I was so angry getting smacked that I was like, mm. nah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my, some of the boys, oh, bad, grab my mm. near three, and after that, I, I didn't really do well in English. And, and, and they, they teach 100, like 90% of the time in English in Samoa anyway. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, 100. Mm. At Robert Lewis, it was all 100. Like, English. English and really, it was really good. Like, and when I got to Robert Louis, obviously it was a bit too late in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I was just speaking Samoan all the time as well. And um, yeah, I, I just yeah skip English classes mm. and stuff. <laughs> but when you went to Sacred Heart, you could like talk to the boys and talk to the teachers in English, right? It wasn't yes, that but, bad. Oh, I, I could understand. Oh, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I mm-hmm. could write stuff if I want to write stuff yeah. properly. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I, I read fine, like perfectly fine, mm. and write fine. It's just speaking, I guess, and uh, a little again, a little bit of patriotism and a little bit of laziness. Because mm. I was like, there's smart people out there, French and Germans that doesn't even speak English, and they're like awesome as yeah. Russians, like mm. scientists and and uh, yeah, scientists, you know, engineers. And I was like, I don't need. Mm. Chinese, Japanese, mm. so, and, and even though people like, oh, oh, 
people mock me at school. I, yeah. Probably extent of my brothers and I, uh, but but it was a joke as well, a little bit of this and that. But we were just fresh off the wagon. Mm. I don't like saying both. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even like it was it was a struggle to communicate. Probably even with my cousins too. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. It's okay. Uh, we I I didn't take any offense. I I thought you know. Just brushed it off. Then uh, I always look at it like it's fair enough because someone is my first language, mm. and English is theirs, and 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 they speak Samoan too, and you know we speak English too. But it's just that it wasn't mm. at the time, but now it's at the time, but now it's it's fine. We can speak properly. And how was the cultural difference? Oh, cultural difference. I, I think it was all the same. Okay, so was it much of a transition for you? I think the only big transition was the weather. Oh. Holy smoke. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, sharks, man. I'll probably some of the boys in Sacred Heart will probably confirm this as well. But for me and my brothers or me personally, the weather and uniforms. Because yeah. for, the, for the first time I had to wear like a jumper, socks. Oh, never um, thought about that. Mm. Cardigans, is it cardigan? Yeah. No, no, jumper, um, jacket. Jacket. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. And and socks and, and pants as well. Yeah. For, for the first, that's probably one of the first time that I wore pants to school and mm. first time I felt, even my younger brothers um, felt wet, cold feet, especially during winter, because we live in Mangui we live in Mangui, so we catch a train from Orahu to GI, and then GI bus 007 or something. Mm -hmm. GI to Sagat, and then the same way going back. How long does that take? Uh, like an hour or two. An hour? Yeah, we're always late. But in the mornings <laughs> when it's cold? And yeah, you're, very cold. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I think I know we started off this podcast without acknowledging my parents or our parents. Mm. I think they're the real MEPs in, in this little journey we've had. Mm. Yeah, I think they're real MEPs, you know. Shucks. I don't know how they do it, you know. Yeah. There's like four of us or six of us and four of us catching <laughs> catching the train out of <laughs> sometimes the train goes and two is on and two is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, we'll probably drink yeah. with the brothers in the future and, and laugh about it. And yeah. It was funny as at the old Orahu train station. Yeah. And 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 on Fridays, today's Friday. Mm. On Fridays is our favorite day because I get like five dollars per person or something for four of us to bus from Orahu to Mangri Town Center or like close to our house. Mm. So that's like ten bucks or fifteen bucks or twelve or whatever. We just come in together and make a call to uh, eat at the lunch bar and walk home. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. But but I, I think the transition was easier because we were what's the word aggressive coming back from home like like we didn't mind to walk. Uh, mm. We didn't mind not having money like to us. I think we were super grateful at the time. Like we didn't complain much as well in a sense. Wow, so you're coming over with a different perspective into New Zealand and it didn't faze you that all these other things like no. money and what you wore was going on? Nah, because wow. yeah, I think our parents back again always give us that 
means to an end kind of perspective mm. and and bigger picture mentality kind of thing. Mm. Like our, our dad as well always dreams big and then he has awesome ideas and and, and still then us to think big, you know, like holy shoes and wet socks here and there. Mm. Uh, it's just little humps along the way in a, in a sense. And, and the objective was always there to go far and and yeah, mm. and, and didn't really phase us because like if we had to hit walk for like four kilometers, it was just four kilometers. Mm. Yeah. So having come from Samoa with quite like a supportive family, um, how did you get into science? Oh, that, that's awesome. It comes back again to your question regarding English. Oh, really? Yeah, it's because I, I couldn't read and I never mm. ended up doing well in like written classes like geography, history, English. Yeah that the only thing that was easy to me was numbers. Mm. You know, like a flip side of, <laughs> of the non-existing reading and bad yeah. grammar. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if back then, if, if, if the English teacher or, or someone asked us as a homework to write, like, a couple of thousand words for essay or assignment, mm. trust me, it would be the most <laughs> stressful thing in my life. <laughs> I think to anyone. I mean, I didn't like English. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. I, I used this, this deacon or someone, I think my brother still mocks me about him. I go see him every lunchtime to uh -huh. write my assignments and help me write my... Okay. But I was literally really bad at writing and reading. Mm. And yeah, and yeah, like, man. So you gravitated towards yes. the numbers subjects? Yes, and, yeah. and if they ask me in physics to do like 20 pages of physics workbook for homework, I'll probably finish it before we get to Mangui. Wow. I'll just do it on the train or bus. Wow. Like, because it's easy for me, like, and, and I think it, I think, I, I think I'll, I'll probably encourage reading. Uh, I used to say I don't need it, but I think encourage reading because what happened as well when we got to excellence questions in physics and maths where it includes a lot of reading of the paragraphs of question mm -hmm. like two lines I was lost in comprehending exactly what they're asking mm -hmm. for you know but if someone explains it to me like if you read it and you explain it to me that you need to find x and this mm -hmm. y and mm -hmm. this angle oh easy but me personally reading Mary looked at the sky mm. at this angle, I'll be lost by then. <laughs> so how did you get through that? Because you had to do the um, exams, right? How did I get through it? Yeah. I know I sound a little contradicting, but I just really apply a little bit of focus on reading those questions, in a sense. So you just took your time and actually yeah. focused, what, I yeah. need to know this, see yeah. what's going on. Yeah, it, just for those questions, not a yeah. whole book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still have yeah. no time for <laughs> <Don't> all. <laughs> I, I, I got little tricks from like that deacon. He was a really awesome. Um, I hope his father, if he's passed mm. on, prayers to him, Bruce, and Asikhan, and I had to, he had to teach me how to underline the keywords and mm -hmm. highlight stuff, and just really think about it, or even rereading it like ten times. Yeah. And, and and then I had that mentality that even if I read it like, because I was always thinking of racing with someone else, uh -huh. if I read it 10 times and someone's already started the problem, I can overtake them 
when I'm actually doing a problem because mm. they might need to do their problem like 10 times, but I, I just needed to do it once or twice. Because you read it 10 times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Or just because I understand it. Mm. So when I got to uni, when I did obviously we want to get there with science degree, the further I went up in, in maths paper, the easier it was for me because the exam paper is like half a page, you know? Mm. Fine echelon or fine X. Like half a sentence. <laughs> and I was like, oh, easy. <laughs> you know, this complex as sec first, second order derivative. I was like, oh. True. And, and, and some exams here in maths, uh, funny how we're in Tuakana, they're like half sentences, you know? And, right. and there's only one, two, three, four, five questions, and it covers like half of the page. And that's like maths 361 or something, you know? Mm. And I was like, yes, thank God. Yes. <laughs> it's just half a question. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you get to solve it with like 20 pages of calculations in the exam. Mm. And, and, and I can write those easier. So when you mastered uh, reading... Mastered? Well, not when you really. perfected reading the question properly... <laughs> no, no, I don't well, think I still got it. <laughs> was it because you liked science because you could just do it like that? Or was there something about it that really made you passionate about it? Like some of the problems that you were solving maybe in high school or it's just because you were good at it compared to English? I don't know, eh? Yeah? Yeah. I think, again, comes back to that bigger mentality kind of thing. All I knew, I had to get a degree, so. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't just solve it. Because mm. I, I looked at it this way. If it's not science is nothing else for me because I can't do accounting. I can't. That's numbers. I, I, and there's a lot of reading too because oh, okay. uh, the question is like half a page. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. I didn't do accounting. Yeah, because the, the, be like, the questions will be like, this company lent money to this company and then oh, assets are total assets. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, after those two, three <laughs> words. I'm lost yeah. as, like, I wouldn't know who gave money to who after that. After four lines, I wouldn't even know mm. who lent the money to who. <laughs> and who's the data and credit, oh, I'll yeah. be lost by then. So how did you know you you wanted to go into science? I mean, there are a lot of other things that involve numbers, but... That's what I mean, like, yeah. I knew I had to get a degree, so obviously science was the last resort. Like not last resort, but like something I could do. I just, mm. I just pass 108, and then 108 branch it off to 208 maths 208. Mm -hmm. Then when I pass maths 208, branched off to like 261, 23, mm. and I just keep doing maths, 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 and it just branch off and branched mm. off. And so when you came into university, you came to the University of Auckland. Yeah. Did you enroll in a um, Bachelor of Science majoring in maths? No. Yeah, how, did, how was that? I, I applied for the engineering. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and I didn't make it in because I think my English was a bit low. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't get, I think I got a few merits and stuff, but English really dragged me down mm -hmm. coming into the UE. I, yeah. And then they offered me like one semester, like, and that was the beginning of that alternate pathway that even people now are still doing it. Yeah, what is that pathway? Uh, it's, it's like when your grades are, are not strong enough to get you in initially to engineering, they give you that 
that one semester to come to science and, and bring up your uh, your grades like a little mm. prerequisite and if you get a few A's and then you can come back. Mm. Yeah, and, and that time around 2006 was probably one of, oh, yeah, one of the first times they started those things and, and it, I think I think right now people are still doing it. And, and man, there's a lot of people that came over and did one semester and got in. Wow. And I came over and I failed, I failed like two papers, and failed another semester. And then I ended up staying in science till I finished my degree before I get in. Wow. So I think the only paper that I failed was my first year. I failed the first two because I think I took like a accounting paper or some writing paper. Mm. And then it was then I knew don't touch the accounting or not, don't, not accounting, but don't touch paper. English heavy papers. Yeah, that requires you like, you know, after lectures and they have like four or five readings they have to mm. do all. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's, I don't know, for me it's like quite disheartening when you want to do engineering but then you don't get in. Did oh. you feel the same way or you just thought, oh, I'll do another pathway, it's all right? Um, man, uh, I don't know, I just, I wasn't sure at the time as well. I think, mm. I think the good thing about science, it made me sure that when I got into engineering, it was exactly, you know, what I wanted to do, but uh, at the time I was just enrolling to get into uni. You know, us someone families would like our kids to go to uni, and we didn't come from Mangui to go to uni as well. We came all the way from home, Samoa, to go to uni. Mm. So uh, there was that little pressure to go to uni, but also pressure on myself, like for my own career and life, because parents are not gonna. You know, you don't want parents to support you all the time mm -hmm. as well. And so there was, I think it was second year of, of, of uh, science that I realized, oh, I, I got a good opportunities on my end and um, there's people back home that um, just didn't have the opportunities that I mm -hmm. do have or did have. And so, man, some people back home, some of my best friends and they were way smarter than me, to be mm -hmm. honest. And And it's just that, they didn't get the opportunity to come to New Zealand through that ballot, the quota. Mm. Right. And they didn't get the opportunity to, to go to university and go to Sacred Heart. And, and, the, and some of them, I, I, I really had them in the back of my head. One friend that I have in Samoa, I'm really close to him, and um, I was like, man, I gotta do it for my bro. And yeah, I was like, man, I'm so blessed with the opportunity. And, um, I really have to honor uh, not only my my friend, but man, I, I tell you, there's a lot of smart kids back home, mm -hmm. man. Just as talented they are in, in sports yep. and rugby. You've been there in the oh, last yeah. couple of years, and and I think I think I think home or Samoa. Oh, this is just what I think. Just a little disclaimer. I think it's the opportunities. The I think poverty of opportunities, but man, man, mm. I was I was like 40th or something at Robert Louis out of 50. Oh, they rank you in your class. Yeah. Oh wow. Like I was I was I was okay at Marist. Like at Marist, I was like fourth, third, fifth. Mm -hmm. When I went to Robert Louis, I was like 40th, like high 40s. Wow. Plus I didn't do any work and. 
<laughs> that might be why. That might be why. Too too much fucking around. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, true. But, but anyway, but anyway, that means mm. there were like forty or odd people in front of me that are so smart. Like, oh, trust me, they they're so awesome people. And sometimes I'm I was in awe. Or I am in awe of, of how talented and smart they are. And and. When, when sometimes it goes tough here in New Zealand back then, in, in both of my degrees, I really trying to think of them like, man, if, what about if one of these kids have these opportunities, you know? Like they will really grab it with two hands and and it will be a little bit of dishonor mm. for them, or for me to not push it to for my full potential kind of thing. So yeah. That's a really good point because we always talk about it doing it for our family. But oh. r- realistically, like you pointed out, there's friends back home. Oh, that there's, there's a whole country. There's our um, you know, brothers and sisters yeah, back absolutely. home that do there's not have There's a whole country. There's a whole country. Yeah. Like I'm from Savai originally and man, you just drive by schools and, and you see some really talent. Mm. Uh, you can just feel it that there's some smart people, way smarter than me. Oh, I'm not that smart. But, you know, there's some, you can feel it like when you go past, uh, I went to a prize giving at Matai Vave school mm. a couple of years back. And you can just see the numbers. Like I just walked around and I see some of the answers they had in the chemistry exams and maths mm. exams. They, they, they are just gifted, eh? And, uh, yeah, mm. and and even at Ituasau, where I'm, my parents and family are from, you see these kids going to school, and you're like, man, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that my parents and family, siblings supported us, and provided for us to mm. be in New Zealand. Because, like, like if you flip the coin or flip life, I could easily be one of those kids mm. in, in a real, real talk way. Like, I, I won lottery from the day I was born kind of mm. thing. Gotcha, like, yeah. of who my family is, my my parents, and the environment that I was brought in. Mm. Like, if I was, I have to go back in time and and, and born again, I would probably, and, and be born, and, and you end up in Savai or wherever, mm. you know, Siumu or Safata, Faleali, Lalomanu, Alepata, the Atua, you could easily be one of those mm. kids. So like, when you're aware of that, I could easy sorry, I could yeah. easily be doing coconuts right now and oh yeah, and taro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like easy. Yeah. So when you're aware of this, the that you're kind of brought up in a privilege, but you also are representing others back home. How 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 do you kind of interact as like a Samoan boy, Samoan man at the university? It's quite a different setting, right? But you're also there to represent. Like interact with who? Like just um, day to day, the oh, university. I just, I just go about my like it comes back again to that mentality, the bigger picture, and, and staying locked in and focused that you have to finish and not have to, but you owe it to people to finish mm. um, and and push it as far as you could and honor your parents and your families back home and your villages and even the country and, and you just whatever happens around like interaction wise or what you're asking and community and what goes on around uni it doesn't really didn't really 
I try not to make it phase me, like, okay. like it was just little speed humps, and you just keep locked in like all the way through okay. and and keep locking in that like, you have to go to classes, you have to do these little details, tutorials, you have to study at night, um, you went out so you have to make up for it and, and, and always in the back of your head to keep that mentality, that focus and that winning mentality to just because the, the alternative is, is easy. Like we just said a couple of minutes ago. If I feel the alternative is easy, mm. I'll be like going taro or yeah. <laughs> doing coconuts back home. You know yeah. Like I don't I don't need to be told or I didn't need to be reminded of the consequence because the consequence in the alternative was fairly straightforward mm. like my dad could easily put me on the plane again and uh i'm not saying like doing farming is bad like mm. it's just a, a different world yeah you know and then i have to go back to the market and, and some taro or something mm. which we kind of did when we were young or we did you know mm. when we were young okay yeah selling crops and, and fish back home because that's what my parents did back home so wow. we sold fish when we were very young. That's how you made a living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad is a, was a fisherman. Oh. And, and every day of the week, we had to sell fish when we were young. And, and, and I think that kept me grounded and for years. And, and I think that gave me the realization of reality as well and, and the alternative or, or mm -hmm. the consequence of not doing well at uni, you know? Yeah. But on the other hand, it kind of builds a work ethic, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you know yeah. what it's like. Yeah, so, and, and yeah. it comes back to, do you know when you ask regarding numbers? Yeah. I think, I have to agree with my sister, I think it comes from there because you're oh, like making yeah. changes and, 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 and change for people when they're selling stuff. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother always have funny like specials on the fish and stuff <laughs> like two for 20 or like thing like that yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's the numbers that you're clicking yeah, and you're making change and you're it. flicking numbers uh, numbers 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 and and mm. and we even had a shop as well when we were young yeah. i was in year five or year six everyone knows back home so after school we had a you would go and sell i uh, work at the shop or <laughs> oh, get the lollies from the shop <laughs> get the money <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in year five or year six at Marist, so, sometimes or most of the time, me and my mom used to open the shop around five thirty or six in the morning. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I think you're right. I think that built in that work ethic. Oh man, I can't believe I never talked about these things. I think it's the first. Probably ask my mom if I'm allowed to talk about. It. Oh, it's okay. Okay. It's fine, eh? Uh, just Whatever case, you're comfortable with. Just in case my mom would be like, what a lie. You <laughs> <laughs> never opened the shop. <laughs> what a lie. <laughs> uh, my mom would be like, you never helped out. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, I did help out. Hey, don't get my, uh, yeah, sometimes we open the shop and I open the shop and I see my siblings go driving past in the morning sometimes. And I wait for my mom to get back from the Greek, the murderous people. That's how I, we grew up with the murders. Mm -hmm. the, the shop, the bakery in town. Uh, Whereabouts is it? Uh, the big, uh, what you call it? The one near John Williams building. 
Do you know Eggy Grace? Yeah, Eggy And you keep going yes. and then on Sundays there's a lot of bakery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how we grew up and we know those kids. They have really good bakeries, like yeah. donuts and um, like Gikipua. Oh, that's where you can make Gikipua. Chocolate donuts. <laughs> Sunday, chocolate donuts, five o'clock with a Coke. Yes, that's the best. A, that's a must. Oh. And I think, shout out to the, wow. to the murder. <laughs> I, think, I think the boys can make do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where I go most of the time. So if you're ever in Samoa, I want to... Yeah. I shouldn't say this. Yeah, I'll be there get my donuts. <laughs> But that's how we built the relationship there, and um, my mom goes and picks the stuff up to sell, like the bread in the morning, and she comes, and I'm already open and clean up a little bit and wait for her to come, and then I hop in the taxi and go, uh, go to school mm. in, in the morning. Wow. Then after school at Marys, I'll go back to the shop and work again. I think we sold that shop in 99. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure what my numbers, probably 99. Mm. I love that because it's just a different yeah. way of life. Yeah, right? we had it from 95 to 99 or somewhere like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then we sold that shop and, and we learned so much. I, I learned, even my older sister, the accountants. Yeah, I think, I think, I think my sister mentioned the shop. I think That's that, where her passion came from. Yeah, mm. and, and you have to deal with like suppliers, customers, uh, bank, you have to. It made you so confident to go to the banks and mm. ask for money, <laughs> deposit money. <laughs> like it gave you the 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 early exposure, and mm. and it's not just us. I know a lot of, uh, of 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 other family friends and families that raise their kids like that, and I know a lot of families. It's like ten percent or twenty percent of. Oh, mm. I, I I know families and. We grew up together and we respect each other because they're in a different industry in, in selling and opening their shop and, and helping out and, and things like that. Oh, like I saw that Ma'ali, Ma'ali shop that grew up, that they opened a new Ma'ali shop in Samoa. Mm. Like that family, we go there to buy our, our cigarettes and, and some goods from their shop and they were like small airs. Mm -hmm. And we basically grew up with those kids. <laughs> like I was in year five, they were like in year six, and then we grew up. And we all met at Yumi here, and then and they opened a big shop, and 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 not just them. There's heaps, mm. uh, heaps of other people as well that either related or family friends or know each other, and we respect each other on that mm. level. And and because of that early exposure to things, it gave us that work ethic that when we came to uni, I think most of them too came to uni here in Australia. Really? And, and smash, smash it out, smash wow. it out. Like, oh yeah, my cousins, um, <laughs> I can mention them. Um, my sister, Airava Ai mm -hmm. and Bob, do you know them? No, no. Oh yeah, you, you could probably bring Aira up here too. Oh yeah, cool, yeah, she's, she's the man, she's like, cool. she's like an older sister to me as well. And, um, and Lili, Loba, they mm. all had their shops, and the Ma'ais as well in Savai. They all had their shops as well in my sala and Satawa and and they were exposed to the probably same similar lifestyle as us, very, very young and so when they went off when they came here to do engineering and stuff, they they knew a value of education and alternative probably mm. similar to us. Mm. That if you don't make it at school, you will be standing at the shop yeah. <laughs> for the rest of your life. Got it, got it. So I I, I we, we knew that very young and we were like oh there's 
there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way. <laughs> but yeah, so we are, I have that mentality yeah. as well. I, I don't know, I can't speak for them, but they came as well and they were very successful. Lily went to Australia. Mm. I think Lily st still works in Samoa for SMI hybrid store. And, and, and these guys gone back as well and look after mm. their own family businesses as well. And yeah, and there's a lot of us. The Vaais, uh, Rappi, Salote, Dr. Salote. Sorry, mm. sorry, Dr. <laughs> um, yeah, that we grew up in that mm. area zone kind of thing. But having uh, that meant that realization that you didn't want to go back to the shop, <laughs> was there like a point where, when you're doing your maths, uh, your science degree, did it become something that you enjoyed, or was it just a thing that you knew you had to do because you didn't want to go back and work in the shop? Enjoyed what's there. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you call hours of study, enjoy what? <laughs> Oh, I don't know about no, you. That's good, yeah. Like, so you didn't have a passion for maths at all. You just knew that you had to do but it. But that's it. That's it. Like, what's the, the application or what's the final product of this? So I, 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 I had a, a great passion for the after uni life. Uh, and I knew... What was that for you? I like, not the shop. Not the shop. I, I, I probably could still, I love fish, I love eating fish. I could probably still go back and eat fish okay. or sell fish. Or yeah. I love eating taro too. I'll probably mm. go back and do some taro stuff. But like, no, no, like your main, you know, number one stream of career kind of thing. Ah. But yeah, we, we love the afterlife, like not after uni life. Mm. And I think, I think that's the only way uh, uh, for me. I don't think I would finish school or uni if it was just loving engineering, like mm. loving uni. I think, I don't know about other people and young kids, but I always try to, even the kids that I speak to that are currently at uni or were at, were at uni, I always try to make them think how my dad and my parents, my mom and my parents, instilled in, in me how to think like there's always something bigger than ourselves at uni and yeah like it, it, to do it for something more even if it's yourself oh because that's the only way i could finish engineering i don't think i'll probably finish engineering if yeah. i if i had to do it for the love of <laughs> <laughs> oh i'll tell you like there's one paper i really loved and, and it was right at the end okay and I, I got a okay, good grade for it. And um, it's, it's called multi-story building. Okay. And, and ever since I was young, I was a big fan of multi-story buildings. Like, mm -hmm. I think that was my like skyscrapers. I yeah, yeah. I think that was my passion. Like, I think that's why, I, if that's what you're trying to ask in regards of mm. a passion for engineering, I think I drive by like multi-story buildings and bridges. Mm -hmm. Wow, like, how do, how do, what's the maths behind it, eh? And I think it took me seven years, so three for maths and four for engineering. Oh. Yeah, it yeah. took me seven yeah. years to yeah. get to that one bloody paper. I can't say it like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, to get to that one yeah. paper. got it. And when I got it, it was like at the end of the road, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, when I got there, 
I had all the skills that was required for the paper, and it was so awesome. And and again, it comes back to thinking bigger picture, mm. because I wanted to get to that paper, but you can't get there unless you have go, the basics. Go through all these hundred other papers in a mm. sense. And when I got to that paper, seriously, I've never done so or any work in that paper. Wow. I was like. Couldn't find a spot to open that paper up and. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess it was kind of like a finale for you because it was just I, I guess so. coming together, right? No, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah, this, this paper. <laughs> I think because you get to design like a concrete seven story building, okay. like 60 meter long, and and I was doing putting in the hours because I was like, whoa, this is like how they really do it in the real world. Probably not how they do it in the real world, but. But it clicked with you because you were interested in it. So yeah. that's why you went for and, it. And the whole time I was doing maths and engineering, I was wanting to be like in those big projects, like probably that convention center that I got burnt. Oh, yeah. But I, I think I'll get there. But, mm. but like I, I love big buildings. Like I love like probably not the looks and probably the com like if there's any complexity in designing and like big buildings like New Zealand style? I don't know the styles. Oh, anywhere in New Zealand. Anywhere, okay. Towers around the world, mm. like even here in New Zealand, like oh, it's yeah. even that new one in town, in downtown, I think it's fantastic. Mm. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like my, yeah, it's like a childhood dream. I don't want to do it too early. Just in case mm. you do one or two buildings, it's like, oh, stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nah. going up. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Oh, Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, heaps. Oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, you could just see the drone up there. No, nah, but, but I'm not going to build it. Like, I'm, I'm very bad at building stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, very bad at building stuff. So probably my brother can build it, or mm. someone else can build it. So after your engineering degree, what do you do next? Um, what I'm doing now. Yeah, or well like, what was the process after you finished university? Oh, I just. Oh, I went and played some rugby. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that for a bit? Yeah, I went yeah. to Fiji for some more I just the rugby. Then I came back and I didn't want to work at uni because I, I like rugby. Mm. I wanted more time to train, and then I did that for like a month. Yeah. And in Wait, no. In, in, in Auckland, yeah, okay. And that month was helping out my dad's truck, mm. pulling, closing curtains and opening curtains. So I did that with my two degrees in a sense, and yeah, I think after my third week, I was like stuff this <laughs> <laughs> this is it for me this is the same as standing at the shop <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> this is exactly the same as selling fish <laughs> uh, and then I was like nah stop this. and then yeah I saw a mate on uh, Facebook mm. and she was advertising for engineering jobs mm. civil engineers and then I just hit her up and I was like is your firm keen on taking uh, someone wow. engineer? And then she said yes. And then I've been with them for three and a half, going on four years now. Whoa. Yeah. So it was really through contacts. That's how you got your job. Yeah. yeah. And um, Cause I got declined from like 
Becca and big companies like that, GHD and stuff like that. But it was, you know, I, I didn't really take it to heart. Okay. I, got, I, I, I think I'm really blessed and, and lucky to be working with these guys. Because mm. I got to learn so much more and uh, done so much more. So what are you doing now with the company? Oh, we do subdivisions. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's um, been a lot of houses being constructed in Auckland yeah. at the moment. So in Flatbush, we do a lot of subdivisions and and we just organise the land to be turned into lots. Mm. So you would, as an engineer, you'd go and say, this looks like a nice area. You can, I don't know how you explain it. it. Yeah, clear the land yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, the clients and our bosses does all of that. I'm okay. just running the numbers and <laughs> running the softwares. And <clears throat> yeah, trying to see how many lots they could fit on it to break even oh, and make money. Right. Um, how many lots you can build, oh. how many roads you can put in. Uh, how do you do that? The utilities that goes in, stormwater, wastewater, water, power, gas, internet. Well. Did I miss something? Telecom. Yeah, and just yeah. make that the lot ready for a person like you or someone else to come and buy and build their house on it. And so do you do that on a computer or yes, on computer. field or? On computer, all design on computer, like just push, push, push buttons. Mm. Yeah, all designs now. Whoa, and do you get to go out into the field? To yes, if you want to, and if, but most of the time I don't get to go out because we are stressful time on the designs. But right at the end of the projects, we can go out and, and have a look. True. And because we back ourselves and we back the guys that are going out. And, you know, if you go out, you organize yourself for like an hour to go out and then go out for an hour and then come back in half an hour off for me to settle in. So it's all computer-based? <coughs> yes, right? all computer-based software, 12D, we use 12 Ds. What else do we use? CAD. Yeah, lots of... Okay. That's all softwares. Mm. Yeah. I started to use some space gas for some simple structural stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm probably keen to learn more about structural. So just to get a rough idea so you'd like create a map to say you could put houses here you need to put the gas pipes here yeah and yeah telecom here and, and you draw yeah. it up yeah okay yeah do you have any photos like i could just show people so they know what it looks like oh i can show you the website and you can yeah, go yeah. through projects i can link um the website to everyone so they get an idea yeah of our company like, yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah because i think if you don't know you don't know right yeah so it's really i think everyone knows but it's a few companies, consultancy that purely does subdivisions. I think we do subdivision mainly. Okay. So do you know about Mangafai, like up north, the Mangafai heads? Yes, I've heard of that, yeah. So we're the consultancy for a whole brand new town as well. Wow. And yeah, building a whole brand new town, organizing mm. where the supermarket goes and retail shop goes. Do you know that north? Northwest? North? Yeah, northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Wow. Like a whole new town like that up in Mangafai, like retail roads like that, trees on the side and curves and channels. Because and I know about Whanuapai, it looks like a different town out there. I didn't recognize it from yeah. quite a while ago. So those are all subdivisions and developments. Wow. So okay. exactly like that northwest in Mangafai. Whoa. Yeah, I think the word is out there. They have a website as well themselves. So okay. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, in case, just in case the client will be like, 
oh, why are you spilling the beans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if not, just let me know. I can take it out. Nah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, they have a website. This a job as a website. Mm. It's crazy. It's like a whole new town. Um, so I guess just any advice that you'd like to give people who are thinking about getting into science? Oh, this is... Find out what you like. Mm. Find out what you like, how we talked about, like, find out what you want to do after uni. Find out what you really want to do. Like, what sort of career you really want to have. And then what you study is just one of the things you have to take to get to that. Instead of seeing studying or seeing university as the final product of life. Right. I, I think some people struggle with that because in their second, third year, and they're still like, oh, I don't know what to do if mm. I finish. Oh I, might be a oh, I might be a teacher. Oh, I might apply for this lab job. Oh, I might, I think, the I think it's, it's it's all because it's the traditional way of doing things. Yeah. But I think it's safer to come the other direction where you have seen someone in career in the workforce mm. that I would like to become and then just find out what you need to study to become that person. Mm. So how do you find out what you like in terms of oh, the job? Just look around your community and, and, and see who you... So you, uh, you you respect and, and idolize and uh, what's the term um, aspire to be, mm. and then ask that person how they became became that person, and if that person says I did a BCom or yep. Bachelor Commerce or BA this that this, then maybe try do something exactly similar or similar mm. to what that person did. And that person could help you say, ah, oh, you spent two years here, I wasted two years here or a year there. So if I could do it differently, I'll do it like this, like that. Mm. Instead of spending like three years at uni or four years at uni hoping that you could end up to the career that you right. like. And right. then when you get to that career interview and they're like, oh, you didn't, maybe you did the right degree, but mm. they say, oh, you didn't do this paper and this paper and that paper. Or you didn't do the work experience, this experience, that experience. So I think it's, mm. and then and then the rest, whatever degree or science, or what science, physics or, or maths or chemistry or con, like double major mm. that you need to do to get to that job, you just have to do it. So it's like planned success, right? If you know where you want to go, you're gonna plan how to get there. Yeah, in a sense, because yeah. because I think people plan to get to uni. Yes. And plan to finish degrees. Not the bigger picture. Like you were saying. Yeah, like they don't know what they want to become after. Because mm. then after they graduate, they're like, oh. What now? But uh, you see the people that, that usually finishes and come in and bam, out. They knew exactly what they wanted. Mm. They knew exactly, I want to work for Becca. Yeah. I want to work for Brian Perry Civil or... I want to work for these guys. Mm. And then I went to the career and then I went online and I asked around and they said to do this degree, this degree with this paper, this paper. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you have to come to uni as well, because they might say to go to... Go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's perfectly it? fine. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> but if someone had told me back then 
that I could get to this career or to something else I wanted to do without going to uni, just go straight to work or go to MIT or Unitech. Mm -hmm. And some of the Unitech graduates in engineering are super awesome. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I'm not bound to anyone, eh? any yeah. institution anyway. Like AUT as well, graduates. Mm. Man, that old traditional mindset and in, in our community, and our island community that that you have to go to AU or, or, or any university for that matter mm. to be validated and recognized, I think that's a bit old school in a sense. I agree. Yeah, because even, even my mentor, oh, sorry. Yeah, because it's whatever works for you, right? Exactly. And it comes back to what I said before. Yeah. You find the job that you want or the person that you want to become and you go do whatever to get there, even if it's mm. not university. And, and the person and my mentor and uh, senior at work mm. is from Unitech. Yeah. And man, he is the man. Like, I hope I'm, I'll go half as good as him. Mm. Like, literally. Hey. <laughs> don't nah he will not hear this he's not Alinda. but that's my point yeah and 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 he's from music oh and even my brother jonathan like i i think he's an awesome engineer and awesome builder and and he went to unitech yeah and and i'm not saying like don't do university but you just need to do whatever you need to do mm. to get to sort of career. Like even police force. Yeah. If someone wants to go to the police force, they don't go to university, or some do go to university, but you go to the police school. Right. If you want to be a chef. Right. You go to a school chef. You don't go to Auckland Union and be mm. like, where's your uh, chef degree? You know, exactly. I want to do your chef degree. It's, yeah. it's not about going to Auckland Uni or AUT, or I heard AUT has shift degrees as well. But you know what I mean? You go to mm. places that provides the support and, and the training required for your skills, all mm. the skills that you want to get. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, that, that, and that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I could be wrong. I was just thinking back to our other chat, but um, were there many, uh, are there many Pacifica in engineering? I didn't ask you that. In oh. the workforce. Oh. I'm not too sure about the stats and the numbers, mm. but in my office, there's two of us Samoans out of 50 people. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's the same diversification percentage around companies too. Okay. In, so in, in my industry. Right. Mm. But I'm sure, as we all know, in like workforce and stuff, it's like Pacific Island dominant. But when I was doing engineering, there were a lot of engineering or engineers that were graduating as well. Okay. Islanders, so I think there's a fair amount out there, but I'm not saying there's enough. Mm. We can still get more and more. Why? Oh, it's not a bad career to start. Uh, you could look after your parents sustainably. And yeah, can I ask what the pay is like? Uh, me, I'm not on the big pay yet. But some people around me, some of my island friends, are, they're, 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 they're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us numbers? You don't have to, I'm just being curious. Numbers? Like roughly? Uh, some, some people like a year or two out of uni are earning like 
closer, more than six figures. Uh-huh. Easy. But I'm not. I'm if that's your drive, then that's quite a good career oh. to go through, isn't it? Yeah, that's not my drive. Yeah. But for some people, they may um, might be driven yeah. by, by the salary. I yeah. yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm not into engineering for. I mean, it's good to have my family, but. Yeah. I have funny, uh, funny little aspirations too. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, the fact that it, that's a whole topic again with uh, compensating islanders and stuff like that. But um, for me, I have different drive and different motivations. Mm. And it's only like another extra 100 or 200 mm. a week, you know, it's not much. But for me, I have other funny aspirations. <laughs> Could you share one? Um, Breaking the barriers of people thinking islanders can't be good designers and engineers. Really? Is there an opinion about that? That opinion, I mean? Uh, probably not, but just in my head, yeah. I would like to, not, not being actively saying it, but what I'm saying is that for, for our own people thinking that islanders, right. you know? I got it. Like, like Islanders or Samoan boys are only good for rugby or only good for labor, only good for, like no offense to all those careers. Like you, you see superstars in, in, in rugby that are the All Blacks or Super oh, Rugby. Yeah. But what we need to do, I think we need to do as well in a sense is to show the All Blacks of career force. If you know what I mean? Like, man, I could feel like a solid 15 of career or career boys all Blacks equivalent of working boys. I don't think I can make it. <laughs> I don't think I'm in it. <laughs> I could feel the All Blacks of careers for Islander boys. And it's just not represented well, not, like not out there as big as out there as the All Blacks. But they're doing very well. And, and I could feel, a, I could feel a, a All Blacks for my generation, the generation above me of the Foliakis, uh, Soane Foliaki and his brothers, mm. uh, Sally, I think, the psychologist. Uh, the other guy owns shares in Pricewaterhouse. Mm. Like, really up there, guys, you know, that I have met that I would love to meet. And I could feel the All Blacks of those dudes and mm. All Blacks of my generation. Mm. And I could feel the All Blacks of the next generation as well in, in, in smart young people. Sadly, I wouldn't make any of those generation no. all <laughs> But my point is, they're not being exposed out there for the community to see and be like, I want to be that right. all blacks of Korea, even though they're not the same career or the same industries. But I'll be like, I want to be in there, you know? Because mm. everyone sees the all blacks and super rugby contracted players. Yep. And it's, it's like the biggest commercial in the world, it aspires everyone at school and everyone in the community yes. play rugby and even NRL because it's yes. widely exposed and on TV and stuff. So if we, say for example, if we have like a, a, a season of super rugby of corporate people and how they're mm. doing in, in careers, that young islanders could look up to and be like, I want to be that, that, that. And, mm. and, 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 I, and I, see, I see so many people trying to do the same thing of, uh, presenting those people probably the same thing that we're doing mm. with me on the podcast and 
and I've seen like Coconuts View TV or South Pacifica yeah. interviewing these successful people and, and, and I think we need to do it in like a similar process and way as the rugby NRL, like put it in teams and like make it exposed um, to the team. We're gonna uh, instead on TV and media. yeah, yeah, like in a sense, you know, yeah, like, like this is the 15 for this year, 15 for next year. Because if, if I see individual people one off on like being profile on Santa Pacifica, yes, yeah, I've seen, and, I've and seen I, I, I think, and then some, oh, I think people will be like, oh, that's impossible, that's an outlier. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's They're an outlier. They're the brightest in their class, or their yeah, or in our community. Right. Yeah. And but it would be nice to present them in like a massive group, mm. so people will be like, "Oh, there's actually many of them," because if they issue something, no offense to those people that mm. they're doing the same thing, but we've been doing it for years. But if they present them individually, people are like, "Oh, he's just a special accountant, or he's just a mm. special engineer that got on the profile, or oh, he's a." But even oh, even if you could feel like all blacks equivalent in just engineering and accounting oh, and yeah. different doctors, lawyers, there's awesome people in healthcare industry, awesome people in 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 the law industry, awesome people in the corporate engineering, every everywhere. Mm. That's yeah. really exciting aspiration because I think there are a lot of us in those industries yes. that are wanting to share, share. their work. And they're really happy to and, talk and that's, to people. And I think that's what yeah. you're doing too, is sharing your work and, yeah. and, and showing the, our community that there are people out there. Yes. And then yes. they have events, which is good that I see events and then some people don't get invited and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah, then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the kids are like, oh, it's only the smart islanders yeah. are qualified for that event. Or only the smart people. But I guess it's the same with everyone, but... We need a, that's like the mainstream approach. Mm. We need to change it in a different approach where, I don't know, I have a polyfist of career or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That'd be so cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the councils and stuff to do these ideas. But imagine having a polyfist of careers for Samoan, Tongans, mm. Fijian. Even that guy that launched that beer yesterday, the Heilala. Heilala, the mm. new Tongan beer or this week. How awesome is that? Oh, Tonga's got a new beer. Yeah, hey Lala. And how awesome is that? Yeah. And, and you know, like, everyone just sees All Blacks, All Blacks, All Blacks. No offense to the brothers. And I'm sure the brothers in the All Blacks as well uh, are trying to do the same to say that if they make the All Blacks, you can make anything, mm. which is what... Oh yeah, like oh, I love Adi Savia's podcast, eh? Oh yeah, he's the man, this is eh? so cool. I love him. Like, yeah. and that's just what him and yeah. Angus are trying to do, and yeah. show that if they if they can make it in rugby, we can yes. make it anywhere. But the funny thing is, in our communities, now everyone wants to be rugby players. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure we're naturally good at it, but now everyone wants to be rugby mm. players. Now everyone wants to. BNRL, you know, mm. but just to show that there are other options as well. If if you don't make it, like become big and mm. unfit or, or tired of training. But it's really exciting. I think you're gonna do some really cool things with that, and I think you've already maybe some people have got a light bulb moment in their head. 
So they would love. Oh, if, if they're listening to this. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And get amongst it. Yeah. 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 So for people who have more questions or just want to have a chat, where can they contact you? I'll just contact you. If they okay. want to ask you on your podcast. Yeah. And or do you have like an email or? Oh, they'll contact you and I'll give you my email. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like if they come back to what we said earlier, if they want to be aspired to be like me or similar or, mm. even, or even better, mm. shucks, I wish everyone would be better than me. Because uh, wow. safe in your mind that the community is better off, you know? Because mm. <laughs> if they're like not, I mean, I'm not saying I'm good, but if they're not as good, that means this, the community is trailing behind. Wow. But if everyone is better wow. than you, that means the community is in good hands. So it's kind of like you should be standing on the shoulders of others because we have paved the way for you. Is it kind of like that? Stand on the shoulders of who? Of others, of people who've gone before us because you've already done the work. Yeah. I don't want you to be worse than me because I've yeah, already done Yeah, exactly, that. exactly. So, so get on my shoulders now, hurry up and let's go. Oh, don't worry about my shoulders. Just <laughs> swim past away or run past me. I'm fine. I'll be there. I'll be like catching my breath in the back. You keep running, kid. I love that. So leaving that kind of... And, and, and it's the same thing. Yeah. And that's the mentality, again, comes back to my real heroes in this story, mm. which are my parents. That's the same thing they did. You know, like... Oh, I hope they did. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no sure. But they yeah. think like that. Yeah. Like, the whole idea is for us to be... Go past them in a sense, like... Yes. Not go past them, but be more sustainable without them in a sense. Mm. You know, because if we end up exactly where they are or behind or that means they didn't do a better job, mm. you know, a good job. So that's, that's where that mentality is instilled mm. in me, you know. Yeah. And because my mom and dad did it to me, everyone I meet like in, in, at work or at rugby, I naturally have that mindset that if a young guy in the same position as me or in a different position as me in rugby, I, I just pushed them to be better than me. Wow. Yeah, like, I think that's kind of, that's rare to come by. That true wow. um, like selflessness to help others, because not everyone if people are in for in, in for it for themselves, uh, right? Yeah. I, Sometimes the way I see society. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I I was oh man, I nearly forgot to mention David, my mentor. Oh yeah. Yeah, David Salter. Shout mm. out to him. He, he changed my perspective on life and everything. Like, he made me think very sustainable. If I die tomorrow, I'll be comfortable that the world is going forward mm. and it's sustainable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, if I'm in a rugby team, like I play for Bombay rugby team, if I break an ankle or get concussed or I get no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like I, 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 I feel very safe and very happy that the legacy and mm. yeah, I think that's yeah. the word legacy. Got like it. whatever the group of men that we had is still going, and it's like paying forward kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just, just keep paying it forward. That's what David said as well. Mm. And then you know that it's going to be sustainable because that person is going to do the same or hopefully the same or better help the next person. And then it just rolls down to generations. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I believe. And, and again, it comes back a couple of minutes ago when we were talking about 
six figures and salaries and what kicks me and, and I said some weird stuff like that. Yeah. So those are my little weird stuff that mm. that more makes me work and more motivates me. Got it. Yeah, I know. It sounds weird. Eh? No, I think <coughs> it's important to have those aspirations in check because you have to be doing it for something, right? You have to be yeah. leaving your legacy somehow. So how That's you exactly what my mentor David said, yeah. legacy. The reality is, the reality is, is that we're all going to die. Mm. Yeah, that's a guarantee. Uh, that's the most guaranteed <laughs> thing. And, and exactly. I, I realised that very young and um, all I need to do is how, the question is how I'm going to leave behind my family, leave behind my community, leave behind home, like my country, mm. home. Am I gonna leave it behind in a worse state that I got it? Yeah. Or a more enhanced state for the next generation? Because mm. we, we're so blessed that we got it in a good state. Even the world in general, we got it in a good state from previous people that went before us and get handed it to us in a very good state. So I think it's just our responsibility to sustain it and make it mm. nice in our communities and Samoa and families. So when we pass it on to our younger, generations and families and communities and some more uh, it's it's well intact mm. like yeah let's not go there but yeah i know what you mean like yeah. like if you're a tarot thing there's people will still see tarot in yes. four or five generations not yes. what's the word not diminished or extinct yeah because that's a reality as oh, well. oh it's a reality yeah. like there will be a generation in the yeah. future that will not see a single tarot leaf mm. it's just that people take it for granted at the yes. moment yeah. And people don't see that far, like, but there's a reality in the future that it will all be linger again and no one will eat tarot like two, three mm. generations easy. Mm. <laughs> no yeah. one will eat tarot ever again. Like yeah. something similar like that. So someone gave us tarot in a very healthy manner mm. and it's our responsibility to make it sustain the same as fish. Mm. Uh, there will be a generation that there will be no fish back home. But no offense to Chinese, Japanese that comes in and fish it and the people will not see tuna or not see mm. crayfish or crabs and stuff like that. That's a real reality. Yeah. Uh, they get poisoned by the, oh, that's that whole climate change thing, the mm. UN and Brianna and, and them are doing an awesome job. Brianna Fruin, yeah. yes. Yeah, she's yeah. doing a great job on that, but that's the fair reality. Mm -hmm that it's going to be too hot or too cold for the fish. Mm, <laughs> yeah. And they're all going to die. And there's a, a serious generation that is not going to see fish again. Mm. So, and that's the same mentality I've come across in, in anything, rugby, work, life in general. Mm. Yeah, we're just, we're just passing through time. Yeah. We're just flag bearers or torch bearers of, of life of the world, mm. our islands, our communities, our communities here at Tuakana. When I live, make sure that it's in a good state for the next people to mm. pick it up and carry on. And to pay it forward. And, and to pay it forward. Yeah. Because the reality is no one's going to remember if you have 10, 20, 30 million in a bank account or mm. 40 million or 100. Or what car you drove. No one, no one remembers that. Mm. That's what my mentor told me. And, and no one remembers that. Mm. Oh, probably people remember Warren Buffett because he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> but even, and, and, and that's the lesson too. Even those great people in the world, number three and number f two in the world, they're doing so much work 
and giving back money too, like Bill mm -hmm. Gates and Warren Buffett. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway gives f nearly 40 million or 40 billion to Warren uh -huh. Buffett, like almost every year. I'm not too sure about the numbers. But they realize that too, when they earn so much money, they realize to pay it forward, Yes. that they had to leave the world in a good place for the next generation. Very important. Uh, fixing the malaria issues, uh, fixing poverty issues. Um, uh, pollution, fighting pollution of mm. water and, and everything and disease and it's the same thing and, and, and it's funny how we got there and it's just even the richest people in the world realize that after they work so hard and sleepless night at Microsoft office mm. they realize at the end that we can't take 900 billion to the grave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then they realize at the end that they need to leave a, a bit of green, or at least mm. green, warm, or golden world for the next generation. Mm. No, it's very and, true. And disease-free world as well. Just to wrap up the podcast, awesome. is, there, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or like a comment for our listeners? Um, for our listeners? Probably just two things. Um, as much as you're studying for your degree, keep working hard on your faith. Mm. Just keep working hard on that one. The same thing as like going to the gym. Yes. Get strong. You gotta go to places that makes you strong spiritually as well. That's one. And second thing is just keep going. Keep moving forward. Remember that movie Meet the Robinson? The cartoon? No. Yeah, it's my favorite movie all time. Oh, okay. I think it's based on Walt Disney's true real life, and uh, the motto is just keep moving forward. Mm. And and the underlying concept is perseverance. Just keep moving forward. Mm. And that's it. Cool. Thank you, Chulele. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> like just really appreciate as well. I know I sound like I talk too much, but I, I'm never. Man, I can't believe most of these stories came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never told anyone. I think only a few people that know me, only my siblings. Oh, wow. No, I but think, I um, hope it connects to someone. Yeah, I, I know the listeners really appreciate it. And we have quite like an international audience. So oh, hey. it's um, some people don't even know we're New Zealanders. So it's really oh, great awesome. that you showed a little bit of your journey of what it's like in the Pacific Islands. So thank you so much. Oh, welcome. Thank yeah. you. And keep up the great work. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Salmon Scientist podcast. If you have any more questions or comments, just message me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And please ask me questions. I'm here to help. Mm -hmm.